Episode 2, Peppermint Rain. There he was, fiddling away out of Rubik's Cube, head filled with images of gears and wires and the imminent invasion of sentient AI chatbots. I sat next to him and listened to him mutter and mumble and curse in his usual dry, pessimistic voice. He was always kind of bitter for no particular reason. He'd lived in this town since he was born, so maybe the gray skies and creepy woods and eerie voices whispering in the cobblestone streets got to him at an early age. I don't know. Whatever the reason, he was always like this. Always will be. Just like the looming quiet that presided over the small town of Silver Hollow. This morning I woke up early and I was able to catch the sunrise, which, as you know, isn't all that exciting. It's basically just watching the dark, thunderstorm gray sky slowly brighten into a sparkly silver, one monotone color to another. There isn't any red or pink or even blue like the sunrises you see on TV. But I guess watching the gradual change from night to day makes me feel ready for the approaching day. Or maybe I just had nothing better to do while I waited for my friend, Gray. His real name's Graham, but his nickname's Gray. Anyway, I watched the sunrise while I sat on the park bench, then spotted Gray walking towards me in his usual heavy saunter from a distance. Seven o'clock, right on time. I was surprised and glad that, instead of ignoring me today, he actually sat down next to me on the park bench. He had a granola bar in his hand and was chewing it as he sat down. His shaggy black hair fell all over his face, and I resisted the temptation to tell him to get a hair tie, because I've already told him this many times before, and he just never listens. I greeted him with a polite good morning, and he just said hey back. I was disappointed when he pulled out a Rubik's Cube from his pocket and gave his full attention to it instead of asking about the weather or how I was feeling. In case you are wondering, I am feeling fine today. Have you actually gotten around to solving that thing? I asked because I wanted to make proper conversation instead of just sitting there like an idiot. Not really, he replied. I told him, there are YouTube tutorials if you need help, to which he gave me a glare. I sighed. Gray played around with his Rubik's Cube, mumbling about NASA and balls of string and electrical fires. He always mutters nonsense under his breath. Honestly, he seems to be more interested in having a conversation with himself than with anyone else. And I don't necessarily hate him for it. I like listening to his mumblings. Sometimes I manage to piece together interesting information. For example, one time I heard him muttering about some epic fight that went down between two rivaling pastry chefs. Another time I heard him talking about how the U.S. government was going to install tracking chips in microwave popcorn. But sometimes him just talking to himself all the time and giving me scoffs and the occasional roll of an eye when I try to talk to him makes me a bit bothered, you know? 
it's weird how one can be so antisocial and sulky. So, are you going anywhere? I tried again, and Gray explained that he was going to the lab. Why did you sit down if you weren't planning on talking to me? I asked, because it was a question that needed to be asked. Because you always complain you're bored and you have no friends and I don't want you to mope, so I thought I would be nice and sit down, Gray said, shrugging. I would have been up and gone by now, but I'm a good person, so I'm complying with your stupid demands. Now, what he said was kind of rude, but I can't deny that it's true. I do mope about my small social circle, and I do have the tendency to interrupt people's lives to satisfy my own boredom, and maybe that's a bit selfish. But hey, when you're trapped in a cat's body, it's hard to find a job to keep yourself busy during the day. The most I can do to keep myself entertained in this condition is attending lectures during the school year, wandering the streets, badgering my few friends, and watching Netflix through people's windows. I mean, there is also the old typewriter that I found in the alleyway that I occasionally write with, but I haven't gotten around to mastering the controls, and my damned paws make it challenging to press the individual keys, so that's more frustration than entertainment. Sigh. If only I was in my angel form. I miss traveling at the speed of light and consuming dark matter and bending the cosmos to my will. But, you know, the universe's laws are the universe's laws. After about five minutes of sitting there and sulking, Gray stood up and started to leave, but he was stopped by the sight of your sister Hannah approaching. She was walking towards us at a very brisk pace. A look passed over Gray's face, but it was weird, indecipherable. It looked like confusion, but it also looked like recognition, like he knew her. But how could he know her if Hannah had never come to Silver Hollow before? Hannah walked up to us and said a very cautious hello to me. I said hello back. You heard that, right? Hannah asked Gray. You heard the cat say hello? Yeah, Gray said. What, do you think I'm deaf? Hannah explained that she was just making sure that I could really talk, and that she couldn't sleep the other night because she was so worried that she had gone insane. This whole talking animal thing is very new to me, she said. And then Gray said, well, technically, Willis is some sort of extraterrestrial magical deity confined in a mortal host, or something like that. Yeah, something like that, Hannah said. I still don't get it. Hannah looked over at me. She asked, just to check, if I was really real, to which I replied, No, I'm a shared hallucination between you and Grey. Of course I'm real, Hannah. Have I not already emphasized that enough? Hannah looked at Grey. Grey looked at Hannah. Hannah just waved and said hello. And Grey stared at her with that weird expression on his face. He stared at her as if she was a puzzle that he was trying to solve. I watched the gears turn in his head, the pieces trying to click together. Meanwhile, his hands, with a mind of their own, continued to mess around with the Rubik's Cube until, what do you know, the green side was solved. That was pretty impressive. Have we met before, he asked. Hannah shook her head. She told him that she didn't recognize him, to which Grace said, It's fine. Though I could tell that it was not fine, because he still has that funny thinking expression on his face. Hannah and Gray talked for a little bit. They're both students at Thorn Grove University, so that's one thing they have in common. Gray's learning engineering, by the way. 
he's a smart kid, but also not really. He used a bunch of weird scientific vocabulary as he talked, a common method that he used to assert his intellectual dominance, which makes him appear really smart or really stupid. Most of the time, it's the latter. The entire time they talked, Gray also asked Hannah seemingly random questions about bus stops and street lamps, still with that suspicious expression on his face. It was a miracle Hannah didn't punch him for being so annoying. It was right about that time, I think, did the rain start. It came down gently at first in pitter-patters, too light for it to be a real bother. I could tell that it was going to get heavier, though. I pulled out my umbrella just to be safe. Hannah, looking perplexed, asked me where I got the umbrella. A stupid question, really, but I couldn't blame her. I always keep an umbrella with me, I told her. Right, she said, but like, you're a cat. Where would you keep an umbrella? You don't have a bag or a coat? You don't even have pockets? Where would you just- did you just summon it? Did it just appear? More stupid questions, but I did not judge. After a few moments of us standing there, after the rain started to come down a little heavier, Hannah furrowed her brow. She looked up at the sky. She asked, very bluntly, And why the frick is the rain purple? Gray stuck out his tongue to taste the rain. Then he put away his Rubik's Cube, pulled out his water bottle, and began to collect some of the rainwater. You're actually going to drink that stuff, Hannah said. That can't be safe. There has to be all kinds of bacteria in there. Gray assured her that it was fine, and that the rain actually tasted like peppermint. He was just collecting some of it for his tea. Hannah tried some of the rain, and she looked surprised and slightly mortified that the rain did indeed taste like peppermint. I actually forgot that rain doesn't taste like peppermint outside of Silver Hollow. Well, the peppermint rain is occasional here, but it's definitely different from the regular old boring water that the rest of the world gets. And it was purple today, so that was fun. However, I do really like it when the rain is more of a pumpkin orange color. Hannah then proceeded to ask how this worked, whether it was a work of global warming, if there was poison or lead in the rain, stuff like that. I mean, you can try to figure it out, but none of us really know, I replied. I continued, do not fret, I can assure you that the peppermint rain is completely safe. There are kids who collect the peppermint rainwater so they can drink that stuff for days, they love it. There's even a market that opens every now and then just to sell peppermint rainwater. Hannah said, but it's not drugs, right? Hannah, why does everything have to be about drugs to you? The rain started to fall harder. Hannah pulled her hood over her head. She explained that she needed to leave and that she would talk to us later. Maybe she was genuinely busy, or maybe she just wanted to get away from Gray, who kept glaring at her and asking her questions about bus stops. We said our goodbyes, and Hannah hurried away, running to avoid being drenched by the purple peppermint rain. Wow, that's a real tongue twister. Purple peppermint rain. Gray and I stood there in awkward silence for a few more minutes. I offered Gray my umbrella because his clothes and hair were starting to get wet, but he declined my offer. So, what's up with you? I asked. You were looking at Hannah all funny. Gray replied, I swear I've met her before. I know I've met her before, but I can't remember when or where. But I know for sure that her hair wasn't dyed then and that her name... He trailed off. 
So I told him, Hannah hasn't ever been to Silver Hollow before last week. I think you're thinking of her brother, Ambrose. He lived in Silver Hollow a couple years ago, and the, the two really look similar to each other. I don't know any Ambroses, Grace said. Are you sure this is really Hannah's first time in Silver Hollow? That her real name is Hannah? Like, you're really sure? To which I responded, yes to all of those questions, why? You think Hannah's an imposter? Gray then shrugged and just told me to forget about it. Eventually, Gray himself had to leave. He was already soaking wet and he had to get to the lab for some important assignment or something, and he was going to be late if he didn't go. He hastily said goodbye and hurried away. He dropped his Rubik's Cube once, and I saw that the green side he had just solved was all scrambled again. I stood there for many more minutes tasting the peppermint rain. The air formed a certain chill from it, a fresh, minty kind, though soon the rain started to taste a little bit more like sweet iced tea. Personally, I've been meaning to find out why the rain in Silver Hollow tastes like peppermint sometimes, along with a lot of its other mysteries like its stubborn lack of sun and its deafening stillness. But I suppose some mysteries are to be left alone. And nothing really interesting happened the rest of the day. The rain stopped after a while, and I didn't see Hannah or Gray until early evening, when I saw them coming back to the college campus together with cans of soda in their hands. Hannah was chattering excitedly away, to which I deduced that she was an avid talker, and Gray was sipping his soda thoughtfully while he listened to Hannah talk. It was amazing how he finally shut his mouth for once. He still looked like he firmly believed that he had seen Hannah somewhere before, and that she was an alter ego or something, a theory that was most likely spun from delirium or simple paranoia, but he did not openly express his unease towards Hannah. I was glad that they had become somewhat friends. Despite Gray's rudeness and poor fashion sense, he really needs a good friend like Hannah. I think they'll get along well. At least once Gray lets go of the belief that Hannah was an alter ego and that her real identity was completely someone else. And I know you're kind of thinking this in the back of your head, so let me say it now. You don't have to worry that your sister is going to catch romantic feelings for Gray. I know from my description of him that he sounds like some broody, edgy bad boy who rides skateboards and vandalizes the walls of public schools and makes everyone in his past swoon with his rugged bad boyness. Uh, nah, he's a good kid and hygienic too, but he's a pessimistic... Uh, angry kind of person that wouldn't make a compatible partner for your bright sister. A decent friend, but not a good romantic partner. Like, seriously, this kid uses scientific vocabulary to try to intimidate people. You really think he has the charisma to charm somebody. Hannah's smart enough not to fall for a person like him. To be honest, it actually appears that she has caught feelings for this one other person. I don't want to give the specifics, because although you are her brother, I do think that she would appreciate it if I respected her privacy. But you are her brother, and I love sharing gossip, though, so here's a hint. Um, this person works part-time at a cafe on Dawson Street, and may or may not be hatching a pyramid scheme with the aliens that live in the Bermuda Triangle. 
I would send you some peppermint rainwater if I could, but it isn't easy for mail to go in and out of Silver Hollow. What with the stupid elites looking through people's packages and stealing their belongings and taxing them for shipping quote-unquote illegal colors. Also, I don't even know your address, so uh, that kind of makes it even harder. But maybe when you come back, there will be another day when it rains peppermint, and you will remember how infinitely better it is than stale, boring old water. I'm certainly looking forward to that day. Sincerely, your friend, Willis. Sleepy Silver Hollow is a production of Crowned Crow's Corner. New episodes are released bi-weekly on Saturdays. For more information, visit our website, crownedcrowscorner.com. Thank you for enjoying this episode.